0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Healthcare Beans podcast. I'm your host, James Haven, and today I want to talk about uh, the annual wellness visit. And in particular, uh, should we, and, and by we I mean patients, should we care about these types of medical appointments? Talking about annual wellness visits may seem a bit unimportant or even a little boring, uh, but it's actually kind of surprising what goes on behind the scenes with annual wellness visits. And by the end of this episode, I hope I can convince you um, to take them seriously. And for additional context, the annual wellness visit is a pretty important element for implementing value-based healthcare. Um, and this is something I talk about in episode one of this podcast, uh, and I will circle back to this later uh, in the episode here. So as always, the best way to think and talk about healthcare is through the patient experience. So I'm going to share a story that I came across a few years back. Now, several years ago, while interviewing for an analytics job in, in healthcare, this was a major health system in New York City, uh, someone showed me a graph of a patient's movement across 10 different hospitals and rehab sites. Um, and this happened across a span of eight months. Now, there's a particular type of name for this patient, uh, sometimes referred to as a superutilizer. Um, And so some folks actually find this term a bit offensive, and I'm not really sure why that is, uh, though it might remind people of the term super predator. Uh, This is a term from the 90s, uh, which coincided with tough crime laws and some really high incarceration rates among black men. Anyway, uh, the new term is high cost, high need, and this term describes people who end up costing health insurance companies uh, something next to a small fortune in a, in a relatively short time span, like three to six months, or maybe up to a year. So going back to that interview, I'm sitting across from the health system vice president, and, and he shared some graphs with me, and he asked me what I thought about this data. Um, so as I as I studied the patterns of movement between these facilities uh, for this patient, the key thing that that jumped out at me was that this patient, um, and we'll just call him Harry, um, Harry never went home throughout the entirety of the eight month span. Um, He bounced around the healthcare system and wound up costing Medicare around half a million dollars. um, And then he died. Uh, So that's that's his story at, at the end, that's his end of life story. Um, And Harry's entire problem began with a poorly managed chronic disease Um, You know, he went to the emergency department one day because he wasn't feeling well and that was it That was really it. Um, He was admitted and Eight months later. He's dead. He never escaped the health system Um, And this is where good preventative care comes in. This is where the annual wellness visits become important. We want our doctors to spot health problems long before we spot them ourselves and certainly before we require emergency care. So to be clear, an annual wellness visit is a touch base with your doctor uh, and it can include a routine checkup, uh, a blood test, vitals check, um, but also a lot of information gathering. That's the key thing about the annual wellness visits. And the other piece about annual wellness visits is that they're often initiated by your doctor. So someone from your doctor's office will give you a call and will want to set that appointment up with you. So this is not the usual type of doctor visit where you know I feel like there's something wrong in my body and I reach out to my doctor to schedule an appointment. Um, this is completely the other way around. So just to give even more context, I was talking to a health policy colleague a while back and he did not really believe or understand the significance of wellness visits or much of primary care in general for that matter. And and in particular, whether these visits were actually effective at keeping people healthy. Um, So he didn't have much faith specifically in, in, in any doctor's ability to spot problems you know, early on, like very early on. Um, but I would argue otherwise, and, and, and here's why. It's, it's not just the doctor's training or the doctor's skill or, or intuition that's involved in, in this problem spotting, if you will. It's the data that's gradually collected on patients over time. And the annual wellness visit is a great data collection opportunity. Um, but it can also be a key intervention point. So I'm going to I'm gonna explain this here. Uh, let me back up and describe how value-based health care gets done on a daily basis inside a health system, and I promise you this will all uh, circle back and, and make sense at the end. So recall that value-based care is a relatively new way to deliver health care to patients, and it's based on tying provider payments. So these are these are essentially payments made to doctors and health systems, tying these payments to your health outcomes. So in a very rough sense, if you stay healthy, then your doctor, your health system makes more money. That's a very uh, crude way to put it, but this is the logic under value-based healthcare. So in practice, a health system takes a hard look at their patient population and identifies a target subgroup based usually on, on some sort of quality measures. Um, so maybe uh, they'll look back through all their data, maybe one year or three years, and they'll find that they're actually losing money on poorly managed patients with poorly managed diabetes or patients with uh, congestive heart failure or COPD or maybe it's chronic kidney disease, um, they're going to be looking for an unmanaged patient population, a poorly managed patient population. So the health system will analyze lots of data and eventually come up with an outreach list. So this list is a group of priority patients with high risk for significant medical service needs in the coming year. Now remember, under VBC, under value-based care, the health system loses money on high utilizing patients. And that's why they focus their efforts on a target disease group. Now, if you're in that group, you may receive a call out of the blue asking to come in for a wellness check. And to be clear, not all wellness checks mean you have a serious problem. Many are simply only about gathering information But it's important to understand that in a fee-for-service world and this is the historical way that healthcare is delivered in the united states doctors can call healthy people in for a wellness check and it's no bother the doctors and health systems still get paid Uh, but under value-based care doctors and and their associated health networks and health systems they will prioritize outreach to high-risk individuals And since more and more health systems are switching to VBC to value-based care, um, we need to start taking that outreach seriously. Patients need to start taking that outreach seriously. So the key takeaway here is don't ignore outreach for a wellness visit. It may seem like something you can delay or blow off, but there could be a lot of data behind that simple phone call that you get. Uh, So you should really think of it as personalized outreach. Well, that's it for today. Um, Please leave your comments for the Healthcare Beans podcast or more specifically about this episode. It's really the only way uh, for me to understand what resonates with you um, and how to adapt the content accordingly. Um, And you can also visit my website at www.healthcarebeans.com to check out my content on value-based healthcare overall as well as a bunch of other health related topics. Uh, So thanks again for listening. Um, I'm your host, James Haven. God bless.